That's right. It's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you're new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. Now, if you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you've finished listening. Hi, I'm James Dempsey, and with me is my friend and co-host, Gene McDonald. Hi, Gene. How are you doing today? Have you done your weekly review? And what's your inbox at? <laughs> ah, darn it. Hi, I'm fine. <laughs> but I have... um. I have been a little under the weather the last couple of days, and I just realized um, that my inbox has crept up to a three-digit number that I don't like, um, which is 135. So I, and I'm saying darn it, because I could have gone into Maelstrom and probably knocked two-thirds of that out without much uh, effort. So, oh, well, how about you? You probably beat me again. Um, well, it's not a, it's not a beat thing. <laughs> Just, we're our organizational buddies. Right. Um, so I'm doing fine. I did my weekly review, uh, was it Monday? And that mm-hmm. went well. And currently my inbox is at, I have 10 messages. Nice. Um, and a couple of them just came in as we as we started recording. Um, <laughs> as always. I was, it just gave me this thought of, I'm going to start sending James email like that's, right when we start recording. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna just, and you're gonna you're gonna tell all your friends too. Just yeah, spam James. Spam James. I'll give you the signal. No, but I'm not competitive. It's true. I'm not competitive. But there is like there is that little tiny competitive a- angle of my nature that just thinks, hmm, I know how I could game this system. <laughs> that's right. Well, and to be honest, I didn't even think about clearing my inbox before we started recording today. So, okay, I probably could have also gotten it down a little lower, under under two digits. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just have to get rid of one email to do that. So, wow. Well, um, uh, actually, so I know we have. Uh, um, a topic we want to dive into today, um, which is RSS and feeds and, um, you know, being productive and efficient with those. And uh, I feel like email leads right into it because we got talking about it when we started talking about using a um, RSS reader to read your email newsletters. <laughs> right. You Was it you that you mentioned Feedbin? Right. As a service that, um, and I really have never done much with RSS feeds or, or RSS services. Um, but when you mentioned that one of the features of Feedbin was you could actually have your, your email newsletters go somewhere besides your email account. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me sounded just amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, wow, that is a killer feature for me. So um, over the last, well, I guess it's a week and a half or so, I've been uh, checking out uh, Feedbin and yeah. um, and also uh, getting kind of into, for the first time, the whole RSS reader landscape. Yeah. So, that you know, 
I, I find that kind of surprising. I mean, I've been using RSS since the early 2000s. Um, and um, I'm curious, like, what, if it, how did you follow websites that you were interested in before? I mean, I'd have a tab open, and every once in a while I'd refresh it and mm-hmm. see if there's anything new. Mm-hmm. So, so you probably were following, you know, a handful of websites then? Yes, just a yeah. handful. Yeah. So, so obviously with a feed um, reader and RSS, you could follow many, many websites. So for you, I think the challenge is going to be not to get sucked into trying to follow too much um, because you, you've, you didn't fall into that trap <laughs> yet. Well, no, I didn't, and I have a feeling I'm not going to. Um, yeah. At least I haven't so far. Mm-hmm. I, I have added maybe one or two additional sites that I hadn't been – kind of doing the refresh method with. Um, mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, at the moment, I think I'm following, I don't know, one, two, like five sites. Mm-hmm. So not much at all. But for me, the the thing that really drew me in was um, being able to, so when you subscribe to Feedbin, um, they give you, an email address that you can use when you sign up for like an email newsletter or marketing emails or what have you. And then those emails get sent not to your inbox, not to your mail accounts at all. They go straight to um, Feedbin and they show up in the feed reader. Um, so they never even touch your email account, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic, I'm finding. Um, because even, even if it's an email that you like with a feed reader, right, I can click on some marketing email, scan it, and then it's now a red item in my feed. So I don't have to worry about deleting it or getting rid of it somehow. Um, it's just, I see it and it's gone. And that is just a lovely workflow. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I, I like to follow, you know, f- quite a few websites, so more than I would want to follow in tabs, in a, open tabs in a browser. Um, I did, it, it does become a thing just like your inbox and your other kinds of, and OmniFocus for that matter, where you can start stacking up a large number <laughs> of unread right. um, items. And that's, that is, you know, you, you do have to, be mindful of that and, you know, weed out your feeds every once in a while, probably from the ones that you really need to, to cover. But I've always liked it because I, you know, I can, I can scan the headlines of things and I don't even, you know, open or click into each article that's, that's um, been captured by the feed reader. I usually only like a uh, 10% or 20% of the things I actually read. And then I can mark everything as, un- as read. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like that a lot. So the idea of being able to do that with newsletters or, you know, regular emails from certain companies that while I wish they would send me a, a little less email, I don't want to turn them off altogether because 
every once in a while they have a sale, let's say, of something that I want. Um, so being able to keep that stuff from hitting my inbox, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, I, I mean, I just got started with Feedbin. I'd been using Feed Wrangler, which is a good service as well. Um, and it's quite a bit cheaper, but it's, as far as I know, it's not being actively developed anymore. And Feedbin has a lot of, um, features and a lot of, there's obviously a lot of, um, energy behind the development of it. Um, so you hear about new things frequently. So I think um, I, I'm willing to support Feedbin, you know, just for the newsletter feature, I think it, it's worth trying. Yeah. And I have, uh, I think seven days left on my free trial. So mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be ponying up after that, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, then the other thing, because I was, I'm very new to, all of this feed stuff. I think I had tried a RSS reader many years ago when it when it wasn't an online service. You just subscribed through like a a client app. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first started with Feedbin, I the screenshots are so lovely. I thought it was a native Mac app, and then <laughs> I like sign up and I'm like, "Where's the what?" What, Where do I download? <laughs> what do I do? What's going on? But no, it's it's an online service um, that brings all your feeds together and provides actually a really nice web interface. Yeah. Um, but then if you want a native client, then you need to get a native client for the Mac and then on iOS if you want a native client for reading those things on your devices. And it just so happened that like one of the top rated um, – clients on the Mac and iOS is um, Reader, and -hmm. it's free at the moment. Right. Um, The developer posted that they're soon to come out with their new version, um, Mm -hmm. so they are making their existing version free. And uh, so it's a glorious time to start using feeds. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And Reader is very nice. Um, I've been using that for a while on uh, iPhone and iPad, and then when when they made it free, I also downloaded the the Mac version, which is pretty nice too. Um, <clears throat> and I think um, you know, Reader was one of those first apps that really took advantage of gestures um, in a software interface, so that you could you could swipe back and forth, you know, between different uh views of the li- your list of feeds and what you know and the feeds themselves and it seems like second nature now but at the time i remember it was considered very uh advanced <laughs> absolutely um the uh it's been enjoyable to use it um and honestly, the it's more the muscle memory of not going to the sites and refreshing, mm-hmm. and instead just kind of keeping my like switching over to reader now and again to uh, to see if there's anything new. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that kind of got me very interested in Feedbin um, one the email thing, two just not going and like it's nice to not refresh things and say, oh, there's nothing new. What a waste of time. <laughs> um, but you can also sign up 
to get a feed of people's Twitter and mm-hmm. micro dot blog feeds. Right. Um, and one of the things that has always kind of bugged me about Twitter is it's kind of a pain from that from your main page to just say, okay, show me everything that so-and-so has posted. Um, Cause then you have to go know their handle and put. So the nice thing is that you get a nice feed for people that you might just want to see if they are, they have anything posted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been nice. So it, in a sense, it's a, uh, it's kind of, this one stop place where I find out when something new has happened um, and it's not clogging up my email inbox or I'm not like scrolling through a bunch of tweets I don't necessarily care about or um, yeah. yeah. So I've been pretty happy with it so far. Yeah. I, I think it's gonna, you know, as I move um, away more and more from Twitter to uh, micro.blog as my main, you know, micro blogging social media platform. Um, I think, you know, to continue to follow certain things on Twitter via RSS is going to be, you know, definitely what I want to, um, that the way to do it, you know, so you can, so you don't have to go into the Twitter, um, uh, into the Twitter, you know, interface at all. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I just subscribed to your feed, by the way, while we've been chatting on Feedbin and thinking, yeah, this is good because, you know, I could miss your tweets in the the big feed, but now I now I have a way to see your tweets when I want to. So, and mark them as read. So. And that's the same here. And I saw your emergency hamsters a little, <laughs> little while Excuse back. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. I didn't hear good Lord. that quite why did, <laughs> why did that... Good Lord. They're emergency guinea pigs. You know, why did... Why did... Wow. Yeah. I was thinking gonna, more about the emergency than... Yeah. The I think we need, to, we need to cut that whole section. How embarrassing. <laughs> I just... Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I can understand some of these people who have no rodent you know, experience, but you have actually met the guinea pigs. I have. I won't tell them that you said that. I've even fed them. Yeah. So that's okay. People do that all the time. That's why there's anti-hamster memes in the guinea pig world. Um, (laughs) um, How embarrassing. It's it's actually quite funny. What a a guinea pig faux pas. It is a guinea pig faux pas. It's it's the most common guinea pig faux pas, though. So, so, you know, second being gerbils. And then somebody recently asked me if I had a chinchilla. And I'm like, really? You know what a chinchilla is? And chinchillas are like big fluffy mice. Um, but whatever. This, this concludes the rodent portion of the, That's the right. podcast today. Um, now, I, would, I wanted to get back to um, email a little bit because... Uh, how one of the things I've been doing, I, I think we talked about it on the show, but I'm not 100% sure is, um, you know, you and I have been going um, with these services, Maelstrom and uh, SaneBox. And I started out using SaneBox and you started out using Maelstrom. And we've kind of switched. Um, and 
I had both of them running recently and um, because I already had paid for Sanebox and I really have come to like Maelstrom quite a bit. But uh, one of the things about Sanebox is that, you know, its job is to cull emails out of your inbox so they don't even land in your inbox and they go into a special folder called Sane Later. And they figure out stuff that you don't really open all the time or read all the time or reply to. And generally saying later becomes like that newsletter feed, right? <laughs> because mm-hmm. newsletters are kind of the last thing I, I feel like opening up an email. So one of the problems with that using Maelstrom is that Maelstrom only works on your inbox. And I decided I was going to pause Sanebox for a week to see what see how it struck me, you know, not having Sanebox working and putting things into Sane later for me, and just using Maelstrom. And it's been really interesting, because Sanebox, um, that Sane later email box does tend to become a out of sight, out of mind box um, that I never really look at, even though I say I'm going to clear it out on a regular basis. But because it doesn't have anything that important in it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't, right? And so instead now, I think it's just, it's a process, you know, I think this is the thing about what we've learned about everything we're doing, and it really applies to email, um, is that the... um, the the act of using both of these services, especially, you know, being able to use either one and, and starting to like consciously unsubscribe from things. I my my inbox isn't that bad anymore as it was when I first started using Sanebox because I've unsubscribed from a lot of, you know, bad word, insert expletive here. And so I it doesn't bother me as much and I get to to sort of deal with the um the uh, newsletters or, you know, advertising things as they come in, instead of going to look at a whole big pile of them and saying, uh, I'll, I'll worry about them later. So I just take a, a minute, you know, here and there to unsubscribe from things. And it's made me get a lot more, um, you know, hands on with my email box and, and really staying on top of it. And then like on a day like today, when I realized that, I've let it go, you know, for a few days, and there's a 100 plus emails I need to deal with. I'll go into Maelstrom and, and there'll be a bunch that I can just delete um, easily. So, uh, so the I guess, what am I trying to say here, that um, I'll probably discontinue Sanebox. I think my my annual subscription is coming up. And I'll probably just continue with Maelstrom. Um, but we'll we'll do that for another show, you know, really talking about the, the differences. I think we have a lot to say on that. But the whole idea of taking the few newsletters that I do get now and putting them into yet another location, one that I'm apt to be reading in as opposed to trying to get work done in, um, is great. So being able to send uh, email newsletters to a feed reader is awesome, I will mm-hmm. say. And so. so the experiences I've had so far, some of them, right, I'm already subscribed, and uh, at the bottom of the email it says update your kind of your mm-hmm. profile, and I can go in and just put in the new email address. 
Um, that's worked well. Um, some sites that I'm a customer of, um, they send, there's no way to set a different marketing email, mm -hmm. different from your transaction email, mm -hmm. e even though they come from different email addresses huh. um, from the company. I can't say, you know, send me your marketing stuff to this email. Um, so the workaround I've done is those go to an iCloud, my iCloud email. Um, mm -hmm. So ideally, you would want to set up a mail rule on iCloud that says, you know, if something comes in from this, then mm -hmm. forward it to in the feedbin oh. email and then delete it or put right. it in the trash. For some reason, iCloud will let you forward an email, forward an email and move it to some other folder, but you can't forward it and then move it to the trash. Hmm. Um, so that's where Sane Black Hole came in. Oh. So what I, what I <laughs> did was then I trained SaneBox that when that I it comes in to my iCloud account, I send it off to Feedbin by forwarding it to the the email address they give you for that. And then when it does show up in my inbox, I have SaneBox kind of deep six it for me. Oh. Which is very, that's a lot of rigmarole. Um, but <laughs> it's working pretty nicely considering that, uh, that, yeah, considering that it's a little Rube Goldberg device to get everything working the way I want. Now, yeah. my, my business mail is with Fastmail. And mm -hmm. they have a rule setting where if you forward something, you can delete the original right away. Oh. So for those these cases where I can't really, I can't change the email, I mm -hmm. can at least, in many cases, detect and send it in the right direction. And then in some cases, some companies use the same from email address to send all of their emails. Mm -hmm. So both like the 20% off, use this code, as well as the, um, you know, you... Receipts. And yeah, receipts and here's your order and what have you. Mm. Um, so that's unfortunate. I kind of wish, I wish companies would not do that. But on the other yeah. hand, they're probably hoping that you're going to look at their marketing email because they've done that. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably true. Um, yeah, I'm... Uh, I, I, that's a really good uh, trick, though. I, I definitely could at least forward stuff as well, um, because I was thinking about that. There are a couple of things where you can't change your email. Um, it's not like a subscription. It's an account, and the mm -hmm. account's name is the email. Um, but, yep. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, I've been – it's – I have a little – I have a little omni outliner <laughs> of the emails that I've sent over there and the crazy stuff I had to do to get that to happen. Um, <laughs> although the, what I just described is the craziest thing where it is a little, a little convoluted. Um, and I guess you could do the same thing with, if you needed to in Maelstrom with, uh, they have like their version of the black hole. I forget what yeah. they call it. Um, it's just called block. Block, yeah. yeah. Where, it's not um, as dramatic sounding as black hole, but um, but it, I think it does the same thing. 
That's true. The other thing I found is that some email sites, like I changed the email address and for whatever reason it didn't seem to take. Mm-hmm. So, or some of them say this will take, you know, a couple weeks. And it's like, what century really? is this? <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, but that's how uh, companies like Sanebox and Maelstrom can stay in business because other companies treat our email boxes like their own pri- playground. <laughs> that's very true. Um, do you have anything else? I think we've kind of uh, covered the topic for the for the episode today. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I have covered everything I wanted to. Well, in that case, it's time to wrap up this episode so we can get back to getting things done. Of course, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog, we are at The Weekly Review. And on Twitter, at Weekly Review FM. It would be great if you would rate or review our podcast. It helps new listeners find us, helps us find new listeners, and we always love getting your feedback. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you gotta do You'll think about them all in the Weekly Review The Weekly Review, yeah, the Weekly Review Sitting down, it's all coming